There's a relief in our soul. Come on, praise Him with me. As we praise the Lord, our spirit is made holy. Our spirit is made holy. Hallelujah. As we praise the Lord, all bondage must go. you to fill the atmosphere. Just walk around the room. As we praise the Lord, there's a release in our soul. Hallelujah. As we praise the Lord, our spirit is made whole.
is in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. the God that's more than enough. You are the God of our salvation. Hallelujah. We praise you for this time of visitation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we make our request to you. We ask that you would minister to our needs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Look upon us, God, with your mercies. Mm. And if there's anything that's standing between us and you, hallelujah, we give you permission, move it, God. Help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will speak a word in this house that will be empowering, that will bring deliverance, that will set free, that will heal. In the name of Jesus. And we say yes to you. We say yes to you. We say yes, Lord. 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 Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Let the yes go down into our soul. Let the yes go into areas. Hallelujah. Fill every place with the yes in our spirits. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And we thank you now. For it is in Jesus' name we pray and we praise you. And the church say amen. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Mm. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just repeat it with me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it again. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Oh, 
person next to you. Just testify shortly to the person that's next to you. This is the first day of the new year. I want you to testify to the person next to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The song said, I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. That's my testimony. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. That's all some of those old resounding songs were. Testimonies. I'm running for my life. <laughs> hey, if anybody asks you what's the matter with me, just tell them I'm saved and I'm sanctified. Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized. Got Jesus on my side and I'm running for my life. That's all it was, a testimony. Hallelujah. Lord, all day long I've been with Jesus. It's been a glorious day. I climbed up one step higher, up the blessed King's Highway. Spoken words of kindness. Jesus knows if I've done wrong, I'll go back, I'll make it right, so I can testify tonight that I've been with Jesus all day long. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody's been with Jesus all day. Somebody, hey! the word. I honor the Lord tonight and I'm grateful to be in the house. Amen. And we celebrate our pastor, our angel, the bishop of this house. Amen. Amen. I just love his African garb tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. To Lady Pastor Jeanette. Amen. We praise God for her. All of you in your respective places. Hallelujah. You know what I want you to do? Just call your name out. Say your name. Lee. So we honor every name that was called in this house. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe that God is up to something in this part of upstate New York. He's up to something in the lives of his people. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. And you know, whatever God is up to, I want to be involved in what he is involved in. We're so happy, amen, for Dr. McGee, 
being in the room. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a wonderful family that God has called us to be a part of. What a wonderful family. He said, I'll give you mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers. Amen. And I believe that when we come together, it's just like a family reunion. I don't know everybody in my family, amen, and I have a a granddaughter who's 28 now, and when we would go to family reunion, she was little, and she would say to me, my mom, are they my blood? I said, yes, they're blood. And she would go and hook her finger, and she said, blood. I believe everybody in here is blood. Hallelujah. So just hook your little finger into somebody else's finger and say blood. (laughs) Hallelujah. I know some of us are blood twice. Praise God. But nevertheless, we are blood. And there's a certain regard that we have for blood. I come from a large family. Amen. My grandfather had, ooh, 16, 12 brothers, four sisters. Amen. Large family. And they had large families. So all over the country, and I was in Los Angeles in October, and I had been talking to this cousin. I'd never met him. Amen. And he said to me, Mother, if you can just come, he's a pastor there, and we talk all the time. He said, I see you at the meetings, but I didn't know him. But you know what? When I saw him, didn't anybody have to tell me he was my cousin? Because the blood spoke for itself. I think the blood is speaking in this room tonight. (laughs) Mother, we're blood. (laughs) Ooh, hallelujah. Praise God. And even though... We have differences as blood. It does not stop us from loving one another. Amen. Sometimes we'll even make excuses for one another because we're blood. Amen. We don't make excuses for Mr. John down the street because he ain't blood. But oh, Harry and Joe, blood. Thank you, Jesus. So we're blood tonight, and I praise God for the blood of Jesus. I want to talk about something very familiar to us tonight. Sometimes we are apart, and uh, we really don't know why we're here and what it's all about. And uh, I want to ask you, what are you seeking tonight? Why are you apart of the organized church. Why are you making sacrifices to come in the cold and come even sometimes when we don't feel physically like coming, we come. And there has to be a reason why we do this. Amen? Praise God. Because everybody doesn't do it. Sometimes there are those who sit among us and they make excuses. The least little thing will keep them from the sanctuary.
keep them from their commitment. So what are you seeking for? Amen. In the word of the Lord. St. Matthew chapter 6. And tonight I'll probably be here a little and there a little. Amen. But I want you to really leave here with the essence of what your relationship with God is all about. Amen. In the book of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said in verse 33, well, 32, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Amen. That's raiment, food, you know, all of that stuff. Verse 33, one of the key verses tonight, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. But seek ye first. It's an indication that it's okay to seek for other things, but you must have your priorities right. You must put it in the right sequence. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. And I believe that in the book of Romans it's defined so well. Amen. Chapter 14 and verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. To seek for something means to look for something. And I believe that when you're really seeking, you use your strength, you use your intelligence, you use your gifts, your talents, your finances, your connections, your influence. You use everything that you have when you really are seeking and really want something. Amen. You exert yourself. You extend yourself. You stretch. You go that extra mile. Sometimes you even use extra time when you really want something and you're seeking for it. Amen. Praise God. The kingdom of God is so important in the life of a believer. I believe that so many of us that are in organized church, 
lose the essence of who we really are. We're more than just members of a church. We are a part of the kingdom of God. We are kingdom people. Thank you, Jesus. My God. So if the kingdom of God is important, it must become a part of your very existence. Amen. The kingdom of heaven, or interchangeably issues, the kingdom of God, is the rule of God. And it is both a present reality as well as a future hope. You must know at this point that the kingdom is the eternal kingship of God. And John said, and this is the record, hallelujah, that we have eternal life. And this life is in the Son of God. You must know at this point, as a believer, if you have sought God and came to an understanding that the kingdom of God is not meat, it's not drink, it's not the clothes that we put on, for God saves souls, not clothes. Amen? It is not the activities that this human body is so involved in apart from our Christian walk with God. Hallelujah. It is more than that. It must be. Thank you, Jesus. We must understand that we are so special. And I said last night, Paul saw us as treasures Amen. But he said in Ephesians that we have been accepted. We have been accepted as sons and daughters. We've been accepted into the beloved. We understand that when John was baptizing Jesus and the dove came and sat upon him and the voice spoke from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, God has accepted us into the beloved, according to Ephesians. Amen. I believe it's 1 and 6. Praise God. We are so Beneath the privilege of the kingdom of what God has for us. For it is righteousness. It is a right standing with God. Amen. And I believe that God wants every believer to understand that we were enemies. Of God. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 5 and 1. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Therefore, being justified by 
faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is not just a feeling of peace. I feel good. It's more than that. It is a new status, a new relationship with God. And again, we must remember that we were once enemies, but now we are his friends because we have been reconciled in our seeking for God and his righteousness We accepted the reconciliation, and it's just as if we were never enemies because we've been justified. Verse 10 says, but if we were enemies of that uh, fifth chapter, but if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God, By the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his death. What are you saying, Van Zandt? Because we have been reconciled by the death of Jesus, it puts us in a position when we accept the total gospel. His being born of a virgin. Amen. His dying on the cross. His shedding his blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for our sins. Without the shedding of blood, we would yet be enemies of the cross. But because he died and shed his blood, And we accepted that. We accepted the fact that he went into the grave and for three days and nights and got up on the third day. Hallelujah. My God. And because we accepted that, we are no longer enemies of God. You see, with mankind, that hostility toward God must be removed. And it can only be removed by reconciliation. Hallelujah. My God. And you know what I love about God? He took the initiative to bring about, amen, that reconciliation through the death of his son. How much love can be exemplified by someone who loved us so much that he was willing to turn his back and allow his son to die. Hallelujah. I only have one biological son, and I don't know if I could love anybody enough to turn my back and watch him die. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that reconciliation put an end to our hostility toward God. And put us in a position of righteousness. Not because we were so good, but because Jesus, the righteous one, became our 
righteousness. Hallelujah. My God. And he helps us to put forth righteous living. God wants us to seek for moral and ethical dimension in our walk with him. He wants us to be more than just a church member. Amen. He wants us to understand, according to Peter, Lord have mercy, through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we enter into a divine nature. And through this divine nature, we can escape the lust of this world. Amen. We can escape because we have been counted righteous. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God is come to you. It's inside of you. It ought to walk with you. It ought to talk with you in our seeking God. Hallelujah. Somebody said you got to say more of you, God, and less of me. No longer I, but the Christ that lives in me. When we seek for the righteousness of God, we're willing to die to our sins and our transgressions. We're willing to pull off the old man and his deeds and say yes to God with every fiber of our being. When we begin to seek God, hallelujah, glory to God, it doesn't matter what anybody else say or think because it becomes about you and God. Glory to God. Yes, we want to please our physical mates and our friends and loved ones. But when you really begin to seek God, you don't need anybody to validate who you are. Glory to God. When you begin to seek God, you're willing, my God, to crucify the old man. Yes, and say, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, my God. God wants some people in 2014 Hallelujah, to understand the message of Matthew 3 and 2. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here right now. Glory to God. We don't have to wait until we die and go to be with Jesus. For the kingdom of heaven is here right now. And God wants some folk in this world to understand that we are kingdom people. Somebody wrote a song and said, let's go back to Eden and live on top of the world. Oh my God. It's so important for us to understand that the meat and the drink are the benefits of being a part of the kingdom. For all that we need, God can provide. Great is His faithfulness. Hallelujah. I'm so convinced that God has already made provisions for us to live on this earth. He's already, according to Peter, He's made provision for everything that concerns our life here and our spiritual man. 
But you've got to change your thoughts. You've got to rearrange some things in our spirits. We've been negative and, and, and just that old lackadaisical spirit for so long that we don't understand that we are no longer under the sentence of death. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are no longer, no longer guilty. We are no longer just a worm. You can't walk worthy if you don't think you're worthy. Paul said you got to walk worthy of the vocation wherein you're called. But if you still feel that you're dirty, that you're guilty... That you have nothing positive to add. You cannot walk worthy. You can't go where you don't know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, the kingdom of God. It's not meat and drink. It is not about the temporal things that we need in order to exist here. God let the children of Israel understand it's a small thing for me to give you provision. So he just let manna come from heaven. They said, what is this strange stuff? It's it's different. Hallelujah. God wants us to understand that you don't have to take thought for what you're going to eat. You don't have to take thought for what you're going to wear. That's already Provided. It's already allocated to us. Now some of us never go and get it. We never receive it. Because we still think that the kingdom of God is what we put on. Let that sink in. (laughs) It's not meat. It's not drink, but it is righteousness. It is righteousness so much that Peter said the ear of the Lord is open to the righteous. David said it's righteous so much that when the righteous cry, in Psalms 34 and verse 17, the Lord heareth them. The kingdom of God is righteousness in such a way that the righteous, hallelujah, my God, have an inroad to God. He hears the righteous. His ears are tuned to hear what the righteous say. Hallelujah. It's righteousness so much that God exalts righteousness in us. It's righteousness so much that when, hallelujah, Abraham was so faithful to God that God put him on the scale and said, I'm going to compute this and your faithfulness will be righteousness because that's what the kingdom of God is all about. Right relationship with God. Hallelujah. Righteousness. 
It's not only righteousness, but it's peace. Mm. It's peace. Now, Peter said you need an abundance of peace. Hallelujah. Let's turn over there to Second Peter. Praise God. I believe it's Second Peter. Oh, my God. Maybe it's First Peter. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Let, let me just read a little bit of this. First Peter. Chapter 1, verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. It's with the mind that we serve God. It's with the mind that we accept the righteousness of God. So gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought before you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. Hallelujah. My God. There has to be a notable change in your seeking God. There must be a change that takes place in your mind. And if it takes place in your mind, your body is going to obey what your mind says. Hallelujah. Oh, and I, I love this verse. But as which he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, sisters and brothers, if we're going to be righteous and receive the peace of God, then you got to do what chapter 2 says. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking. There must be a cleansing of your mind and your spirit. The righteousness of God is not going to come in when you have clutter in your mind. Amen. You're still envying. you still got strife going on. No peace at night. Can't, can't rest. Hallelujah. Tossing and turning. Seeking how to manipulate. Amen. That Jezebel spirit still working on the inside. Ah, but Peter said as newborn babes, as a creature that has not already had stuff Fed into his mind and to his spirit as newborn babes. Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Hallelujah. 
It's important that we understand that the righteousness of God cannot include the foolishness of man. It cannot include, praise God, our philosophies and our ideologies. It cannot include, amen, our thoughts and how we see it. God said, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. Hallelujah. It's something about the righteousness of God that causes a clearing of things. I, I love to say because we just clutter ourselves with all kind of junk. I, I don't know what it is, and maybe somebody can explain that to me. We just love that legalistic stuff. We just have to pile stuff up to put in. You got to do it because of this. In the simplicity of God, his righteousness clears up all of that stuff because it is equal to justification and is just as if you never sinned. Hallelujah. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go back and stay in Peter a little bit. Chapter 4. For as much then as Christ have suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind that he, for he that have suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin. The little things that you're going through, let them become insignificant. Don't put such importance on somebody lying on you. Because the devil does what he's supposed to do. The Bible said he was a liar from the beginning. He's supposed to lie on you. I remember my daughter that's 49, was just 13, and I came home from a service, and and, and it was true. It wasn't my imagination uh, I mean, you really know when folk really don't like you. But uh, I was in a church, and the pastor's wife said to me, I just don't like you. And I said, is there a reason? She said, no, you've never done anything to me. I don't like the way you walk. I don't like the way you talk. I just don't like you. And it really, really distressed me. That the leader's wife didn't like me. I began to wonder. I said, wonder what the leader thinks. <laughs> he never said. And so a lot, there were things, lies. And a lady came, would come to my house every day. And I said, finally, I said to her, why are you coming to my house? I don't even know you. She said, I heard so much about you that I wanted to come and see for myself if it was true. I said, well, what did you hear? <laughs> Ooh, there's always something said about you, good or bad. Amen. And she proceeded to tell me all the things that she had heard, and she said, and I heard them from the pastor's wife. I said, oh, 
So this really distressed me. So I was just sitting there crying. My daughter came home from school and she says, Mom, why are you crying? I said, I'm just so tired of these folk lying on me. She said, Mommy, didn't you tell us the devil is a lie? I said, yes. She said, then why are you surprised that the devil's people lie? Out of the mouth of babes, 13-year-old had to give me a reality check. Sometimes we need a reality check. You cannot put importance on some of this stuff that happens to you. Change your mind and arm yourself. said, okay, Jesus went through it. I can too. Amen. Not only was he lied on, but he was killed. Amen. We haven't suffered the things that he suffered. But he did it so we could be and understand that the kingdom is righteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. And his peace is peace. Let's stay in the book of Peter. Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Amen. Grace and peace. In the righteousness of God, you got to remember that there is enough grace for our faults for our infirmities, for our lacks. There's enough grace. Amen. Sometimes the enemy will grip your mind and make you feel what has happened to you has piled down on you and made you feel dirty. You're not worthy. You can never be clean. You can never be free. But the righteousness of God says you can because there is enough grace and there is enough peace to cover, to remove, to dig up, to bring up out of you all of the residue of the sins that was done to you, that was said about you, that you yourself did. There's enough grace to pull it all up out of you. Amen. When you understand that I'm a kingdom person. Amen. Hallelujah. And because I'm a kingdom person, amen, that's where the knowledge comes in. That's when I know that I know that Jesus is my righteousness. It be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord according to his divine power. That's working on your behalf. I believe every day I get up that God dispatches angels to work on my behalf. I believe that. I don't know how many times the enemy would have. 
destroyed me if it had not been for the power of God that was working on my behalf. His divine power that goes before me, that goes beside me, that comes with me. Hallelujah. My God. And here it is again. He has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. The kingdom of God is filled with glory. And if you remember, I told you the kingdom of God is present now as well as in the future. So if the kingdom is filled with glory and virtue, we ought to be included. We ought to have some glory while we're here. All right, let me, let me prove it to you. In Galatians 3 and 29, the word says, If you belong to Christ, you are the seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Is that in your Bible? And then if you go to Genesis chapter 12, where the promise, the covenant, was made to Abraham, he said, I will bless you. I will make your name great. What are you saying? I will let you have some glory while you're here. And then I will make you a blessing. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> Oh, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. I read somewhere where it says there's over 6,000 promises in this Bible for the believer. Amen. And surely if you are a kingdom walker, a kingdom liver, you ought to be partakers of the promises of God. Hallelujah. And they're not just idle promises. They are promises that God keeps because He's a keeper of His Word. Hallelujah. He hovers over His Word to perform His Word. Not one word that comes out of His mouth, hallelujah, is for naught. But every word will accomplish what God has sent it to accomplish. Glory to God. So we have these exceeding great and precious promises that we might be partakers of the divine nature. Hallelujah, my God. There ought to be something on the inside of us that's so divine. I don't know. I've never read anywhere except in the Word where the Bible said Enoch walked with God. Hallelujah. He walked with Him in such a way that He was not. He was translated that He should not see death. I believe that we ought to have the divine nature on the inside. That we can be like Mama. Praise God sitting there with the age on her but still looking good. Feeling good. There ought to be some divine nature because we are kingdom livers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
We're no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But there is something solid down on the inside. There's something sober in our makeup because we are kingdom children. Hallelujah. Yes, we've been accepted into the beloved. We're more than just ordinary. Even though we're ordinary people, there's something more than just ordinary about us. Hallelujah. We are a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. We are a city not forsaken. We are not just anybody. Hallelujah. If anybody asks you who I am, you can tell them I'm a child of God. You can tell them I'm a part of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I'm not a citizen of this country. I have a dual citizen. Just this country and my country in heaven where my Jesus is. I'm a citizen of that place. Hallelujah! Because I'm already a part of the kingdom and one day I'm going to be translated. Hallelujah! If I go the way of the grave, I'm coming up out of the grave. And if I don't die, hallelujah! I'm going to be changed in a moment and a twinkling of an eye because I'm already a kingdom. Hallelujah. I'm part of the kingdom. Uh, it's not just righteousness. And it is righteousness. When you begin to seek God, don't just come for the praises. The praises are good. Hallelujah. And I'm going to talk about that tomorrow night. I've never seen anywhere in the Bible where it said, Without praises, no man shall see God. But I did read, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Our faith moves us into the righteousness of God. Glory to God. And we become partakers of the divine nature. Hallelujah! We become excellent like God! Hey, when people say you think you're something, tell them, yes, I am. I don't think more highly of myself than I ought, but I am a child of God! Hallelujah! The devil wants you to say, no, I don't think I'm nothing. Because you're condemned by your words. And when you say you don't think you're nothing, the devil picks that up and releases it in the air. But when you speak positive, yes, I am. I've been justified. Hallelujah. I've accepted the promises of God and his divine nature is on the inside of me. And whatever's going wrong, praise God. Because I'm the righteousness of God, it can be made right. Hallelujah. Somebody said you don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. Amen. You don't have to stay. Hallelujah. God has made available all that we need spiritually through knowing Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, there are families. They didn't do anything to earn the money. But just because they're part of that family, hallelujah, it's available to them. 
Glory to God. We didn't have to die, but because our elder brother died, because we've been accepted into the beloved, hallelujah, we become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And because he died, hallelujah, his righteousness has become our righteousness. I stand complete in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to start reprogramming your mind if you're going to combat the attacks of the devil in the mind. He does not want you to understand that you're part of the kingdom. Hallelujah. You know, a diplomat who comes to this country from another country, if he commits a crime, this country cannot handle him. He's not subject to the laws of this country. Amen. Because he has diplomatic what? Immunity. Do you understand? Because we are kingdom people. We have diplomatic immunity against the devil in some areas. And you don't have to be subject to what he says and what he does to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I share my testimony of being healed from cancer. Amen. Some years back, and my mother died of cancer, my oldest sister died of cancer, my oldest brother, my youngest brother, cancer. The doctor said it's prevalent in my family. Another sister has had a mastectomy, and another one's had another operation. Another brother has had cancer. He's doing good. Amen. But in 2006, hallelujah. On my way to the Philippines, and of course, Dr. Faye Butler, my friend from New York, Brooklyn, is always my roommate. We're mission partners. She's a retired registered nurse, and so I I was going to make sure I hid what was going on from her because she's so nosy. Amen. Sometimes it's good to be nosy. Amen. Sometimes it's curiosity, but it's nosiness. And so I was getting dressed, and I, the enemy had tried to attack me again. God had healed me in the right breast, and my left breast had begun leaking. And I said to the devil, I will not. God healed me, and I will not allow you to bring cancer anywhere else in my body. Because I'm healed. (laughs) Don't think the devil won't try you. He doesn't care about you saying you're a child of the kingdom. He'll try you. So I had put four by four gauze on so there would be no leakage through my clothes. But being my roommate, she happened to come in the room and I had taken off my outer garments. And she said, what is that? I said, what is what? 
Don't get crazy with me. What are you wearing those gauzes for? She said, Van Zant, now you know better. You need to get to the doctor. I said, I'm not. I said, if I die, I'm going to die on God's word. She said, you're a crazy woman. I said, I might be crazy, but God healed me of cancer. And I will not allow the devil to bring it back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was having discomfort with this arm, and sometime I could hardly raise it. That had been going on for about nine months. Hallelujah. And we prayed, and, and of course it was still leaking. I went home, and my brother-in-law, pastor in Illinois, Pastor Reed, called me, and he said, Lady Van Zandt, uh, you've been bothering me. See, that's how God, this kingdom, is set up. So you've been bothering me. I said, what have I done? He said, the Lord said you're having some discomfort on that left side and you're having problems lifting your arm. Now, I ain't said nothing to nobody. And he said, but I, I'm going to pray for you. And when he prayed for me, all of the misery left. And I was able to lift my you got to do more than just say it you got to believe what this word says you can't hope it you got to believe it you got to believe it hallelujah i had said to god you said in your word hallelujah that we are partakers of your divine nature. And you've healed me of this, and I refuse to allow the enemy to bring it back on my body. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Yes, when I die, it won't be from cancer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. As kingdom, what are you coming here for? What are you seeking God for? I'm seeking the fullness of God. I'm seeking the righteousness of God. I'm seeking the peace of God, the joy of God. When the enemy want to make you sad, you got to do like the waves does. When the enemy comes in like a flood. Yeah. And, and Pastor Jeanette said, if you've ever been and seen the waves of the sea, they just keep on coming. That's when the Holy Ghost uh, down on the inside uh, will lift up a standard against Satan. Uh, yes, uh, the righteousness of God uh, is a blocker in your life. Uh, yes, Lord, uh, when you come seeking God uh, for all that God has, I don't just want to be happy. I want to have joy that's full of glory. I want joy that's unspeakable. I want joy that the world can't take. I want joy that's going to last when sorrowful things happen. I want joy that's going to stand and cause me to stand. For the kingdom of God is righteousness. It is peace. It's joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
How dare you come in here looking like a sad sack? How dare you crying and snotting all the time? Got a sad, sad story. How dare you say that you're part of the kingdom and you can't pull up no joy? For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah! It's with joy we draw waters out of the wells of salvation when our soul is thirsty. Hallelujah! When we go through a dry time, there ought to be some joy that will spring up in our souls. Hallelujah! Things are going to happen in our lives. Amen. But we don't sorrow as those who don't have hope. We don't faint and fall out because things happen. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it makes you feel bad. Ooh, I remember at my husband's home-going service. Folks were just looking at me. They said, she ain't even crying. I said, I already cried. I cried a, probably a thousand tears. <laughs> but I wasn't going to sit there and let the devil cause me to act crazy. My husband didn't live like that. He didn't deserve me all over his casket acting a fool. He didn't live like that. Amen. He was a kingdom liver. Praise God. So why would I give the devil the benefit We just act so unseemly and say that God is our God. Mm. All the stuff that I told other folk I had to swallow it. Amen. Yes, we're we're sorrowful because I won't see him anymore in the flesh. But he lived so he could... See me, and I'm living so I can see him. But greater than that, I'm living so I can see Jesus. Hallelujah. I've got to close. Hallelujah. Let me go over here in the book of Kings. I think that's where I want to go. Amen. You know, we just seek for all kinds of things. I love the story of Solomon, but I don't have time to go and talk about all of it. Amen. God was not pleased with him in some areas. But it didn't stop God from blessing him. One of the things that Saul did, they didn't tear down all the high places. They just built their worship on top of it. And some things God wants you to get completely rid of. Amen. Some stuff, he don't want things that the devil used. But he began to talk to God. Amen. The Lord began to talk to Solomon. And he said in a dream, Ask what I shall give thee. In 1 Kings 3 and, and, and verse 5. Ask what I shall give thee. When you're seeking God,
don't be afraid to ask God. Amen. Sometimes we're afraid to ask God for what we want. Mark said in verse chapter 11, what things soever you desire, verse 23, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe it and you receive it. So don't be afraid to ask it. Well, you know, when he supply all of our needs, there's no need. No. There's some things that God want to know. What do you want? You're seeking me. You've sought me and you've got my righteousness. You've got the peace. You've got joy. What else, what else do you want? Is there something specific that you want? Amen. So he said, I want you to give me understanding. Give me an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Amen. God is not an ogre. He is not somebody up there who's going to beat you on the head because you have some desires and some wants. Amen. Sometimes we make God so mystical that we fail to realize that he's in tune to us when we're in tune to him. Amen. Solomon had said to God, I'm just a child. I, I'm, I'm a young man. And, and uh, it says he was probably in his early 20s when he became king. So what did he know about wisdom? What did he know about discerning between good and the evil? When you understand where you are, there's some things you need to ask God to help you. Amen. And this is Lee Van Zandt speaking. I know that I came from Woodrow. That was my father's name. My mother's name was Gladys. So there's some things that I inherited from my family. Some good, some bad. Those are things that I ta- I've talked to God about. God helped me to overcome this. Amen. Amen. And God will. I used to stutter. That's why sometimes I'll pause when I'm talking. I used to stutter very, very bad. And I thank God for my father. It was five of us that stuttered. And back way back then, because I told you I'm over 70, way back then he sent us to a therapist to help with our stuttering. And sometimes I have to ask God, God, help me in this area. Because I said to him, why would you call me to speak when you know this problem that I have? Amen. So you recognize what your problem is. So sometimes you've got to be specific with God. Now, I, I, I want to come from the spiritual part of it and, and come down where we are. Sometimes you've got to be real specific This is what I inherited. This is who I am, God. But this is who I want to be. 
He said, I'm young and I don't know how to discern and these are your people, but I want to be able to do that. So God said, okay, I I like what you asked for, so I'm going to do that. Amen. Because thou have asked this thing and have not asked for thyself long life, neither have asked for riches for thyself, nor have asked thee for the life of thine enemies, but have asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy word. Don't be afraid in your seeking God to ask God specifically for what you need in areas that you can't help yourself. Some things we were born with, we can't help it, but God can. Amen. Now, the thing that I want you to see, he didn't ask about riches. It was a king that's going to come. Amen. Praise God. If you go to school and get an education, because I believe salvation and education go hand in hand. Amen. But in case you just could not go to school, then ask God to fine-tune the natural gifts and skills that you have that will take you through life. I know people who don't have university and degrees, but they had skills, and God blessed them in that area where they excelled. Amen. Stop beating yourself up. Some things we absolutely could not help. Amen. But God can help you in the areas that you couldn't help yourself. Young man, how could he have wisdom? Youth and experience don't go hand in hand together. It takes time to have experience in areas. Amen. But he understood that. I've got to deal with your people, God. So I need to know how to deal with your people. Amen. And so God said, I've done according to thy word. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Deuteronomy 30 and 19 says, I call to record this day that I have set before you blessings and cursing, life and death. You choose. And whatever your word says, God will honor that when you're part of the kingdom. Amen. He said, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart so there, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall there arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee which, that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all of thy days. In your seeking God.